Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another new episode of Posts and Pints, the perfect podcast for everything MLS. My name is Matt, as always. With me today are my co-hosts, Kyle and Alex. Dre is on vacation, a well-needed vacation, but don't you worry, he'll be back next week. But in his place, a very good friend of Posts and Pints, Kevin Lopez, who is not only a great friend of the pod, but runs his own podcast, the BKN Podcast, and he's also in charge of one of my favorite <laughs> geek pages, Geek Legion, Geek Legion Nation. Kevin, welcome to Post and Pines. Not quite. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, not quite. It was Geek Legion Network. Close. Network. Close. God damn it, man. Close. This is why That's we can't have nice things. You're trying. Good job. A for well, well, hey, at least he okay he corrected me so people know but that trust me it's what i follow kevin or was that purposely about... done folks <laughs> kevin's pretty great except for being an eagles fan and liking the rangers and liking the red bulls but that's your fault that's your fault yeah, kyle yeah and, don't blame uh, me for the rangers though you're just wrong on that one and i like the 76ers so you can hate me for that too i guess yeah yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm a Celtics fan, so I guess I do, kind of. Yeah, you suck, too. Yeah, <laughs> don't we, don't we we're all, all terrible. What's the yeah, difference? Say, aren't we all just mm-hmm. horrible? Kevin, tell yes, us says the Mavericks about... fan. <laughs> hey, we have, I have Luka, Magic, and the Unicorn to look forward to for the next That's decade. Right. Okay? You, you leave right. my Eurostars alone. Kevin, tell <laughs> us a little bit about all of the podcasts and all the wonderful things that you do. You say you have a lot of stuff, so we want to hear it. Okay, I have too much stuff. I'm going to start with the Geek Legion Network, which is basically just my umbrella name thing for all the different shows I do. So in terms of individual shows, we have BKN, which is a podcast I do with two of my old Guitar Center employees. Generally, it's a sports podcast. Sometimes it's music and whatever we want to talk about. It's dumb, but it's funny, I hope. Um, I have a dedicated (laughs) Eagle show, probably much to the dismay of Kyle. Sorry, Kyle. Then I have geeking out which is a gaming and technology show so we talk about right now a lot of video game stuff because the playstation 5 the new xbox uh nvidia apple stuff whatever and then i do two gaming shows on youtube kk let's play and just another let's play called jalp because i think the name is funny and uh i'm doing all of them basically at the same time except bkn uh we kind of had to stop that temporarily because one of the guys brandon moved to connecticut and we had to figure out how to get all that stuff going remotely. Yeah, so we're doing like five, like four to five different things on top of working at the post office. Do. Hey, man, dude, I was we about do to say. We do and do everything remotely so we can like turn Matt off so we don't have to stare at his stupid face. I was about to <laughs> yeah. say, like, there are times I just like, hey, why is my video not working? And then I realize like Alex has like <laughs> control alt deleted my video so that no one has to see my face when I talk. Because God, who would want to look I've at me? I only had to do that three times. You see, I think the same thing. Who wants to look at me and have such a good camera? You can see every disgusting pour in my face <laughs> and you can see every hideous pixel. It's I'm great. Jealous. I'm call, jealous. I call that I call that a wise That's your thumbnail right there, Alex. That face. <laughs> Speaking of wise investments, guys, before we start talking soccer, we gotta start talking drinks. Kevin, since you are the guest, what beverage did you bring to Post and Pints today? Okay, we'll see how angry you all get. I don't want to drink. I don't really, I'm not a huge drinker. I basically drink socially. I had some beer. I left in somebody's truck. And I've been told 
that it's all gone. I'm not gonna say who it is, but let's just say the name rhymes with Mile. Was it was it a I red think we truck? All... Was it a red mm. slash burgundy uh, colored truck? Perhaps. Does it have Perhaps. like these these pop out oh, yeah. coolers and maybe Miles Kyers? You may I'd like to make a PSA. Any mm-hmm. truck, any mm-hmm. beer left in my truck that has been consumed by me is not my fault. You but I did not say you. Beer. You asked yourself, sir. That's on you. Um, I guess it's my fault for leaving in your truck. Um, so I don't have beer. But it's too... times I've drank Dre's beer on him. <laughs> it's too late for me to have coffee. So I have Coke, Coca-Cola, not the drug, wow. and bubbly because I'm boring. Still better than Justin. Excuse me. I've seen those commercials. Yeah, it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. It's pr- this is cherry. It's pronounced bubbly. I won't Buble. get it. Yeah. Like, my, like Michael Buble? Michael Buble water. Yeah, exactly. Well, mm. Come on, he's in the commercials. Sponsored it was funny. Michael I laughed. Buble. I've been corrected. I've laughed. I've laughed a time or two watching Michael Buble talk about bubbly, but whatever. Who cares? That's a different topic, different time. <laughs> Alex, what are you drinking tonight? I whipped out the last can I had of um, Bavarian raspberry mead from Melvino that Kyle brought me back about a month ago, I would say. So... You Cheers, allowed boys, last me one. to be. You allowed that to be in your fridge for a month, Kyle. I'm I'm disappointed in you. Uh, I'm pretty it's good at not drinking one. things that aren't mine. I have self control. That's not true. I see. Someone someone just said that I the see. beer they left in your van just magically disappeared. Yeah, but he well, has to live with that again. Matt. Different. You have to remember he. I mean, I'm not going to say it was him. I'm not going to say it was. I'm okay with it. Most of the time, beer gets left in my fridge. You mean just and cutting Kyle. all the audio from that exact five what, seconds when uh, you were all yelling at me? What beverage did you bring to the podcast today? Okay, fine. Whatever. <laughs> exactly what I expected. I'm really worried the date, yeah. Broke, don't fix it. I've listened to every episode of this goddamn show, and I expected nothing less. But you got like a little bit more, Like you expected any better Kevin, of me by now. Anybody listening should know I'm a piece of shit by this point. What? Kyle. I can, t- I can take it off. Exactly. Oh man! Thank you, God. Uh, I felt so uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable. They see now. I feel better. See, I, I feel better. See, this is more like it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You <laughs> felt like something restricted you. I feel better. Thank you. There we go. Sorry. Okay. I, now I thought something we can felt continue. weird. And of course, because it's <laughs> October, Dre brought an Oktoberfest beer in September. Now PBR and that. All I need is. I am bringing the wet ticket German ale, a nice prosh. Enjoying Ooh. it kindly. It is a German beer. It is October. And um, nice. cheers to the Bundesliga season. There you go. Hey, look at that. We talk about other things besides MLS and the fact that Manchester United makes me want to drink a hot glass of bleach. But guys, we have Oof. MLS to talk 365 about. 365 days, foremost, I don't have to see his stupid face. Right now in the New York Red Bull camp. Since Kevin is here, we are going to really jump into everything going on with the New York Red Bull right now. Recently losing 3-1 to a very hot Orlando team. Three wins out of five games under Brad Carnell, who is their interim manager. Strikers are actually scoring goals. Tom Barlow, Brian White, Brandon White, Brian White. These guys are all doing an absolutely incredible job for the first time all season. And apparently they might have a new coach coming in. Kevin, you want to tell us a little bit possibly about this new coach who's coming in all the way from the UK? Yeah. So I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Uh, what was it? Gerhard Struber? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm just saying Gerhard. Something be- like that? I say Gerhard, Gerhard because it sounds like something from a Die Hard movie. 
Gerhar. Uh, I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. So he's from uh, Europe. I believe the Premier League. Am I right on that? Cha- or am I wrong? He's from the championship. He's playing. Um, uh, what is it, uh, mm. Kyle? It's it's Barnsley. Yes, it was Barnsley that I know. He sounds like he's actually kind of excited to leave. I actually did a little bit of digging before I hopped on. It's an article from frontrowsoccer.com. Apparently, he agreed to leave Barnsley. He may be leaving either today or tomorrow to come to Red Bull. There you go. Look at so that. Apparently, so apparently, it's like agreed that like it's happening. No, oh, wow. That's he's dude. I'm telling you right now. not getting any help from the FO there, so that wouldn't shock me. I mean, the Red Bull paid $2.36 million to purchase his rights. He's so playing the nice guy at, so I'm leaving Friendly to go reminder, somewhere, bro- quote unquote. And that's actually a question I was going to bring to all of you guys. That they'll spend money so, on coaches, um, but not players. I'm newer to soccer. I've only been Mathias getting into Jorgensen. I've been watching it for the last like two and a half, maybe three years. So I guess I still have a bit to learn. But if I'm correct, the beginning of this season, uh, the Red Bull brought in Kevin Thelwell. Is that how you, right? that well is that the name he's like above dennis and everyone since he's been here this season from he got rid of armis brought in this coach or uh, well it seems like this farewell guy is not going to tolerate the status quo like do you think maybe he's going to be the thing to give us like the kick in the gut we need like maybe he'll sign players i mean here's the thing from an outside guy should start with this question They've had to have realized now for a good chunk of time that they are not making money. Salzburg makes money. Leipzig makes money. Red Bull New York should make money. It should. It really Mm -hmm. should. It's in a market where it should be growing. And you know what? With Jesse Marsh, they had the right systems in place and they had the right people in place. But you know what? We've recently had a fresh pour about this exact thing. When you're rebuilding, you need not just the players, not just rotating coaches. You need to rotate everyone from top to bottom. And it looks like that's what Red Bull are doing with Red Bull New York. I think that's about the best I can describe it. I think it's all for, again, I'm all about change. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about fresh starts. I'm all about rebuilds. I think they're great. Red Bull have a team that are all youth-based. There's not that many senior players left on this squad. So really, when you look at it, it is something that, you know, this team is set up for a rebuild. We were told at the beginning of the year a rebuild was coming. So, you know what? I'm all for it. I'm all for moving pieces. If if it's about changing, you know, from top to bottom, I'm excited to see what happens. And you know what? I want to jump into the game now because the Red Bull didn't look too bad against Orlando. And Kyle, I'm going to have you start it off. What did you really take away from that Orlando victory? My biggest takeaway and... I know we're all Red Bull fans, but I'm going to go on the opposite side. Uh, My biggest takeaway is that Orlando just looked unbelievable for me. For Dwyer, Matinho, Ruan, Razel, and Akindele, and then Perea and Junior Urso to all either be out for the whole game or come off in the middle of the game, all with injuries. And for them to be still playing like this, to me, is impressive. And this that team's showing real depth. Um, the back line for Orlando, the replacements fit in fairly well. I don't think anybody would argue that. On the Red Bull side, Velo really showed man of the match quality for me. I'm just super happy for him, especially after the last few years. I see signs of this uh, five in the back working, but the defense still has its moments. I'm not going to put it all on Jensen. I do think there's a better chance if Mira's in goal. Thank Kevin. Before I jump in, mm. any any opinions on this game Kyle might not have hit? I mean, he hit 
a lot. Uh, I mean, he had, he hit probably the points better than I could, but Orlando is the better team. They are the fact they're missing all these key players and they still like they, they're missing these people and they look like they didn't miss a beat. I think it's safe to say their magical run in the uh, the uh, MLS's back tournament. It wasn't a fluke. Uh, I think they're pretty legitimate now. So I think we have to seriously have them in the running with Philly, with the crew and uh, Toronto. I don't think we can dismiss them now. And you know Absolutely what? Not. And you both are absolutely correct. Coming through, Orlando is proving why they are the third best team in MLS. Not just the East, in the entire MLS going into next week's game. Coach Perea is doing an absolutely amazing job being here for only one year. He has MLS experience and he's won things before. But he took on an Orlando side. A lot of people didn't give any credit or any you know sort of merit before the season started. DK is going to be one of the best strikers in the MLS in two years. I'm giving it right now. He's only a rookie, but this guy has the size of a center back with the athleticism of a striker, and he has that finishing touch. And when you're on a team with players like Nani who just drill balls into the box, he is set up for a perfect system where he is going to succeed. I'm telling it now. You can quote it on the day. Daryl DK is going to be an absolutely wonder in the MLS. Hopefully we get to hold on to him a little bit because strikers that size usually find their way to the European promised land. But overall, I don't want to take anything away from the Red Bull. The Red Bull are starting to look the way they did under Jesse Marsh, using that high press counterattack, aggressive midfield. Yes, it didn't all work for them today but or that day, but overall the Red Bull as well showed a lot of, you know, you know what there's there's a wind of change. When is they're in. playing the press for the full 90 again? And you know what? If you are a Red Bull supporter, that is something to see. But overall, I'm I'm telling you right now, I'm extremely happy with Orlando. Uh a lot of people are saying that, you know what, being in the MLS's back cup final was a little bit of like eh, they were there because they're used to it but you know what they are proving that you know what they're not just a one-hit wonder they're they're i'm telling you right now it wouldn't shock me if you saw them make another run in the mls cup playoffs now on two points the two points behind the crew in toronto i was that to say before we transition kyle did you have something to say did i just wanted to open up a question to you two because i feel like it needs to be discussed how does Royer get absolutely McFucked and flattened in the box by a Perea who didn't even go for the ball and it's a no call? Because the ball already got away from him. So the legal techn technician, like the technical rule, and it's carried across all soccer, is you can get fouled in the box. But if you're not going to retain possession, whether you get fouled or not, he took an aggressive touch and the ball bounced like four or five yards away where a defender would have come in and at least cleared the ball anyway. He technically lost... Picking's legal in the MLS, I understand. Well, I mean, it's also the MLS. <laughs> you also have to remember that this is not the French League, the Italian League, the Premier League, the Spanish League, where if Bruno Fernandes cries on the corner of the box, Manchester United's rewarded a penalty. So <laughs> I'm not getting into that conversation. One conversation we are definitely going to be getting into is... Atlanta United friendly reminding the rest of the MLS, hey, we know how to score goals. And DC United reminded the rest of the MLS that, wow, we are not good at this thing called soccer. <laughs> DC, one win in seven games. Atlanta, 
finally on a little bit of a streak. But, I mean, let's be honest, they've only gotten two wins in their last nine. So this is a really big turnaround for Atlanta. Kevin, I'm going to open this one up to you first. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Was this just Atlanta just outright playing DC? Or is this more DC? What are you doing? Get your shit together. Definitely both, I think. I mean... Well, what's I have these notes here. So uh, John Gallagher, he got two goals. And did you see the one goal from uh, Brooks Lennon? That was a beautiful shot. That's not that wasn't a fluke. So part of it was just Atlanta. Just, you saw signs of Atlanta, like old school. Uh, I shouldn't say old school. They're new. But Atlanta of like the last two, three seasons, you saw flashes of that in this game. Uh, it definitely helped. They're playing DC United. <laughs> I mean, obviously. DC, I, I don't have the points in front of me, but they have to be amongst the bottom of the league. They are right? in last place. They I are last. Dropped, so there, we, there we go. I think they're winless in their last six, and they are last. Okay, yeah. so that definitely helps. But, I mean, those goals were legit. That one, I wrote down specifically Lennon. That one shot was beautiful. And Kyle. They were, hand it off. They were better. And Kyle, they hand Absolutely. it off. The, the scoring for Atlanta United was an absolute masterclass tonight. Um for them to turn around and put on a show like this, even against DC, has to feel good. And I think every Atlanta fan is kind of hoping that they can take that and move forward, even though everybody kind of knew it was a, a gimme. I will say I am completely appalled at Frederick Brilliant. That was a completely uncalled for challenge. I know you're desperate, but you got to be smarter than that. And hey, the fact that it got that embarrassing at the end, where uh, you just have Russell Canhouse come on, and an illegal sub, it just, it's not a good look. I mean, I know that every Red Bull fan and maybe even NYC fan and Philly fan is thinking, I really hope Ben Olsen gets a lifetime contract with them, but he's got to go. It's not the answer. No, and I mean, you, you are absolutely, I mean, you both are absolutely correct. Atlanta just had practice on Saturday night. I'm going to be honest with you guys. They, they, they showed up in pennies, not jerseys, pennies. Cause these guys just ran practice. It basically was do what you want. I'm just going to sit here and take it. But overall, I, 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 these are a lot more questions for DC United than I do Atlanta. Everyone in the league knows Atlanta on their best day can put four or five, six goals on target. I can't wait for them to get Joseph Martinez back. But overall, Bill Hamid is still one of the better goalies in this league. And it's really frustrating when you have no defensive help in front of him. I'm, DC has no game plan. They have no structure. They have nothing set in place to even produce semi-success. DC is one of those teams that are probably thanking their stars fans are not allowed to come into the stadium with. Because I'm telling you right now, if out, Audi Field will sell out, and I'm telling you right now, those DC faithful would be giving them absolute hell. And it's exactly what you said. Coach Olsen has to go. He's definitely overstayed his welcome. And he need if Armis can get fired, if, you know, other coaches in the league for doing a whole lot less can get fired, Olsen has to be out the door. It's also one of those things where it's not helping anyone. You're not making the playoffs. You're not advancing to anything special this year. Cut the cord and see what miracle you might be able to pull out of your ass. But really, overall, I think this is a great tune-up game for Atlanta. Atlanta needed this game. Atlanta needed a game where they can go, holy crap, we could still put the ball in the net without Joseph Martinez. But really, it's absolutely wonderful. A couple goal-of-the-year quality goals in this game. But I, I just... 
as as happy I as happy as I am for Atlanta, I'm a little more discouraged on DC. You see teams like DC and they know what they're supposed to be doing and they're just not getting it from the coaching staff. On to another team that is bouncing back a little bit. San Jose upsets a struggling Los Angeles Galaxy 2-1 on a late penalty. San Jose only only second win in 11 games and I mean, you know, be honest here, four straight are we officially labeling Chicharito a bust? Point. Yeah. You only have a few games left in the season, and he's been a non-issue. Yeah, we all gave him the benefit of the doubt because of the injury and all that, but the fact of the matter is they paid a lot of money for an informed Chicharito, and what they got was a guy that almost immediately went on the injury list, came back to be a nowhere near difference maker that they know he can be. I also think that maybe at this point we might consider that uh, San Jose might just be Los Angeles kryptonite. They have two wins in their last 11. Do you want to guess who their other win was against? Gotta love when you have to play the same opponents basically on the uh, Wheel of Fortune. You basically just spin it and you keep playing the same six teams over and over and over again. But Kevin, I'm going to hand the question off to you. Chicharito? Bust? I mean, at this point, it's tough to say. It's tough to argue that he's not one. It's just not. Kyle hit it on the head. Yeah, you sink all that money into it. You investing in it and you're not getting anything back how much longer are you gonna how much longer do you want to deal with it before you are ready to move on you know i think he's no lords let on and well, i think as we saw some comments from the players even the players know it their goalkeeper said it's just it was much easier with Zlatan up front it's it's not working this year but my only or- no, i actually uh no go ahead kevin okay i was just gonna say i took a snapshot of just some interesting uh statistics about that game san jose had a uh, they dominated a lot of the really important stats they had six shots on goals 14 shots overall round up to 62 percent possession you know the penalty kick all these offensive stats san jose just dominated the galaxy i'm surprised it was only 2-1 <laughs> i just want to jump it back real quick i want to land yep. back on that chicharito bus conversation chicharito yep. had to have known whose shoes he was stepping into. You're stepping into someone's shoes who was not only the best, one of the best players in the MLS, but one of the best players in the world. And you're even seeing it now. Zlatan is dominating and keeping his head above water back in the Italian league. He's a guy. His age is very impressive. So the thing about, like, my biggest thing is, is Chicharito had to have known that that's the type of situation he would be getting into if he went to Los Angeles. And if he's just there for the paycheck, then he's just here for the paycheck. And hey, enjoy your cup of coffee and just don't close the uh, door on you when you, uh, you know, walk out. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's exactly that. Chicharito has exactly as you said, Kyle, he's a non-issue. He He's not performing anywhere near any levels Laton did. But then if you really look at Chicharito's career, he's best known for being a super sub his entire career. Someone who comes off the bench in the 70th minute and just causes hell for 20 minutes in the box. He's never been a guy who can play a full 90 minutes and make an impact. So this is also as much as... It's amazing to me that you gave a guy like that the contract that you did. But that's why I'm... my, My exact final point was this is him being a bust. It's just as much on the Los Angeles Galaxy's head as it is his. Because 
the LA Galaxy also had to have known what type of player Chicharito was. Javier Hernandez was never the standalone star. He needed role players around him. He was never going to do it on his own like Zlatan could. Zlatan could take a peewee football team to the Super Bowl. I'm not arguing with that. Yeah, he (laughs) probably could. I mean, at the end of the day, though, with this game, it's hard to argue with uh, goalkeeper David Bingham. The penalty kick wasn't the issue. It it was the sucking for 80 minutes that did it. Absolutely. Something I want to jump into with the game. First of all, give a shout out to Binghamton. Stopping Wando from getting his 164th goal in the league. That can't be easy. Uh, But overall, you really look at it from the wonder goal from Marcos Lopez. I mean, you know, it's just it's exactly as Kevin said. San Jose owned this game and Kyle, just as you said, possibly maybe San Jose is just Los Angeles Galaxy's kryptonite, and I really don't know how else to put it. I have a couple other notes here, but I feel like I'd just be repeating myself. San Jose had a really good game. The Los Angeles Galaxy, once again, heavily disappointed. Chicharito, once again, heavily disappointed. Overall, I'm putting a huge disapproval on the Los Angeles Galaxy this year. If I had a big-ass stamp and a piece of paper that said LA Galaxy, I'd slam it on the table because they are just rejects and i'm putting them as my uh dead bird of the season they are like they were supposed to do good things and they just did a whole lot of bad things bob menry the shitbag titty fuck of the week back to you in the studio cotton as we head over or we head back to the eastern conference we had the eastern conference game of the week Two teams who both have the Supporters' Shield and an MLS Cup run in mind. Toronto, though, is shaking up the entire Supporters' Shield race with a 2-1 victory over the Philadelphia Union. Toronto's now unbeaten in five, while Philly, this was their first loss in six games. So Toronto coming in and just breaking the mold on Philly. We're going to start this one with you, Kyle. Lucky for Toronto, or did they really earn this win? Toronto really earned this win. Philly did not in any way slack in this game. Philly Philly brought it. Toronto was just the better team. I think the uh, the takeaway here is Pizuelo has done amazing filling in with uh, Josie Altidore and more importantly, uh, Morrow. I think that this team's gotten used to performing without Josie Altidore, so possibly losing Morrow is the bigger issue at this point. To snap a five-game Philly unbeaten streak is pretty impressive. My only takeaways from Philly really is I think that Philly just has to keep doing a good job of seeing who's hot, starting the right 11 guys. Real over Wagner was a pretty good call considering Wagner's injured. He can't play. Um, But Bedoya over Fontana, I'm not sure that worked out like they wanted it to. And considering how hot Fontana's been, I think like Adam said, I think he's earned some playing time. Oh, yeah, no, this is definitely a pro-Fontana podcast. Shout out, Adam Booth. Thanks again for the love, my guy. But, Kevin, Philly Philly looked good. So, I mean, we got to give this to Toronto, right? Toronto did an absolutely amazing job in this game. Yeah, so I know um, Philly got the first goal in the game, if I'm correct, right? Uh, They got the first one. They got a nice early goal from Santos. Yes, they did. I wrote down a time. uh, It was a... Basically, 29 and a half minutes. Philly was applying a ton of pressure. 
They shot an amazing kick that almost went in. The goalkeeper knocked it out, and then it was rebounded, and he blocked the rebound. So Philly, that whole first half, they were applying a lot of pressure. It could have easily been 2 nothing going into the second half. If they just had a couple inches in one direction, it could have been a 2 nothing game, and then the dynamics completely change. So I can't say Philly did much wrong. Toronto just outdid them. And I can't speak for you guys. You know, this year I've been focused on Columbus, the Union, Seattle coming back, Portland with the tournament, Orlando. I totally lost like focus on Toronto. And then all of a sudden, holy crap, they're tied with like they're tied with Columbus. Like I think a lot of people did. I think that a lot of people viewed them as floundering at the beginning, even though I don't necessarily think that's what they did. But they're definitely back in form. Don't we say this every single year? Doesn't Toronto always end up being the team that you just forget about and then you blink four times and then they're beating Atlanta in the Eastern Conference final and then they're going to, you know, that's like, but that's Toronto's mold. I had the opportunity of being on the Soccer Heads FC podcast not too, too long ago. And then like you see teams like Toronto and Portland. They're not gonna. They're not gonna flash you with absolutely being the piss out of their opponents all regular season. They get hot at the right times. They get hot right before the playoffs. They stay under the radar and they grind out victories when it matters most. And you know what? I always give respect. Second half come from behind is what they seem to be good at. But you know what? Hey. W's are W's, man, and it doesn't really matter how you get them, and Toronto finds a way to get them. But after this game, Toronto really can't be too quiet now because they are now second in the East and second in that Supporter Shield race while Philly does drop to fourth. But I I believe Kevin said it before, man, it is – it's pretty tight up top. And you know what? That makes for exciting – soccer because maybe the last few years it's been a little bit of a runaway from the team winning the supporter shield so this year it's been a lot of fun watching it every single week every point matters but back to the game you guys hit it right on the head toronto did an absolutely amazing job in this game they grinded out a really really tough victory philly played their game and they played it extremely well but at the end of the day palazzo doesn't he always end up being right place, right time, late goal? I feel like that's just what we always end up seeing. And for me, it's really nice to see a superstar like that always coming through in crunch time. And I'm telling you right now, I'm calling it right now. I get we have some Columbus supporters among us, people who believe the Columbus crew are going to do things and they're going to go far. I'm sorry, but which I- two people on this podcast called Columbus is the real deal since fucking episode one? And I'm not taking anything. I think the away other one's from- muted right now, so I don't think he's gonna jump in with me. Don't make me unmute myself while I'm doing shit, Matt. You want to go? Not taking anything. I'm not taking anything Where's away from you, shirt? gentlemen. Co- Columbus is in first, and they deserve to be in first. But I'm telling you right now, I'm predicting into the. You know, I'm looking into my crystal ball in the future, and I, for some reason, see Philly Toronto Eastern Conference Final. So. I believe that those two teams where they're going to see each other again when it really matters. And that's when I can't wait to watch that full 90. Not only do I want Columbus to win, I want it to hurt. I want NTN junior to score all of the winning goals in every (laughs) round, just to rub it in. (laughs) 
speaking of teams that are going to win things, we're talking about the Seattle Sounders and how they just continue to ball. This team, every single Sounders, week, not the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. Ah, uh, yes, not the Rain City Bitch Pigeons. God, that would have been such an amazing <laughs> hockey team name, and I feel like they they lost out on some sweet merch. But yes, the Seattle Sounders win again comfortably against the Vancouver Whitecaps, which takes them into first in the Western Conference. Kevin, we're going to start this one with you. Seattle, they've won four of their last five, and Vancouver has mm-hmm. lost three straight. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Seattle may be in fifth in that Supporter Shield race, but we can't count them out, can we? No, no, absolutely not. They're they're going to be a threat from now to the end of the season. Uh, so we'll all focus on Toronto, the crew, Union, Orlando. Seattle is just... They're just going to creep up there, and then they're going to be a threat like they always are. You can never count out Seattle. Even they looked slow at the beginning of the season. Whatever coffee they started drinking, something clicked, and now they can't be stopped. They're on at least on the vent- West Coast, they can't. And coffee Matt was drinking. Yeah, they're on that. They're on that venti Starbucks two espresso shots kind of day. Like you know, they're. But let's be honest here. No one's on that Jamie Vardy uh, diet, which is just slamming four Red Bulls before scoring a hat trick against Man City. But, you know. Chat shit, get banged. Chat shit, get banged. But Kyle, Vancouver, like, this is just a team that has young talent and has a system in place. Why are they not putting it together? I still think there's a lot of pieces fitting, not not fitting. There's still some change to come. They're on the right track, though, as we, as we've seen from other teams, it's it's a slow build sometimes. I will absolutely give credit where credit is due. Yes, Seattle was a little off for the first half, and it was unusual for them, but Vancouver, all things considered, did play a pretty great first half against Seattle. You and know, also, of course, until Rui Diaz started doing Rui Diaz things. Also, can I point out the uh, goalkeeper? I think it was Brian Meredith for Vancouver. If it wasn't for him, it could have been much worse for Vancouver. He was doing some miraculous saves. No, and you guys are absolutely correct on both sides of the platform. A couple takeaways I want to take away from, though, from this game is Seattle has to do better with the opportunities presented with themselves. They don't get to play Vancouver every week. In the first half, they wasted about four or five solid opportunities where this could have turned into another 7-0, 8-0 game for them. Like I say, you're not going to play Vancouver every week. You're going to end up starting to have to play the serious games down the line against your Portlands, your LAFCs. You need to finish those opportunities because they're not going to come in dozens like they are with some of the teams at the bottom of the table. As Kyle said, there's that man named Rui Diaz who has stolen my heart this season. And I get it. Everyone's attention is on Jordan Morris and Diego Rossi. And some it was other Yo people. Paolo. But I'm telling that you That man right, did everything this game. But I'm telling you right now, Roy Diaz needs more. He needs to be in the conversation a little bit more for that MVP. Because this guy is averaging a point a game. So he's either getting a goal or an assist in every single game he's played in this year. You can't get any more consistent than that. And I really think if he was removed from the Seattle team, they will not be doing as well as they are. But overall, I have other points that I can really jump into here. I don't believe the penalty for Vancouver was a penalty. I believe that was a foul that was actually outside the box. I don't know why they called it inside the box. I was saying before about some, you know, some playoff contenders here or there. 
I, I look at the Seattle team and I watch them play and I can't help but think they're going to be in the final again. I don't know about you guys. I'll let you guys chime in. But I, I look at the Seattle team and how they're built top to bottom. And Brian Schmetzer, once again, is just the best coach in the MLS. And I can't take anything away from what he's doing. Once again, he's proving he can put a championship team in place. I, I really can't imagine Seattle is not the team that comes out of the West. Between Seattle, Portland, Columbus, Philly, Toronto, I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed at the final this year. No. And uh, the thing that also goes with Seattle is besides the way the team is built, they have the experience in the playoffs that a lot of teams don't have. So let's say the Union do get to the finals. They're not only going going against a good Seattle team. They're going against a Seattle team that's proven themselves, what, like three times? Like they what? three cups right like in the last couple of years they're they're proven vets at this game and that i think is going to hurt some teams like the union who as great as they are they're younger they're not as developed as not as like established and proven that seattle is both make beautiful beautiful points and i can't argue with anything that you guys have said Guys, uh, we put a poll up on our Twitter page. We want to thank everyone who did vote for that. What was your MLS game of the week? What was your favorite game to watch? Everyone, pretty unanimously, 50% of the ballot went for that Toronto-Philly game. So that was a very good game. And like I said, I think we're going to end up seeing them in the Eastern Conference Final. And guys, we have a fan question which I haven't told you guys yet. Ooh. So this is going to be super fun. Uh, from Yanks Ranks. Yanks Ranks. These guys are really cool. They always chime in on our stuff on uh, Twitter. So just thank you. Um, there's no name attached to it. We would say your name, but I don't have your name. NYCFC got a lot of chances this season to win it all. Injuries. Injured players still did pretty well against Inter and got the win. I really don't know if that's a question, but I'm going to turn it into a question. Do you guys believe NYCFC still has what it takes to be a team to make a run? I'll open the floor to you guys. Absolutely think that I absolutely think that they do. I think that this team needs a couple more key pieces. I think that they need to really learn how to um, put the ball in the back of the net without Maxi Morales on the field. It, it, it was a big problem this year, and as much as you want him to be out every game, you you, you can't go out every time thinking you're not going to have injuries. I could make a backhanded compliment, you know, comment about a baseball stadium here, but I'll refrain. <laughs> you have to take into uh, consideration they're now back at Yankee Stadium. So they have home field advantage, their actual home field advantage for the rest of the season and going into the playoffs. So, Kevin, what do you, what are and you that thinking? That will absolutely help. I mean, right now, looking at the standings, they're fifth, and I think. That's kind of the right spot for them because they're definitely better than Montreal. They're better than Nashville. They're better than Red Bull and Atlanta right now. I'm not willing to say NYC is like, I'm not going to say they're better than the crew, Toronto, Orlando, or the union. So can they make a run? Yes. Um, but once they start getting to that upper echelon, Columbus, Toronto, and I'm going to say Orlando, especially like those three, I don't know if they have what it takes at this point point in time to keep up with those and Seattle and Kevin I agree with you 100% it's I uh, they have done an absolutely amazing job even with all the injuries they really have done what they've had yeah. to do to keep their head above water 
But when the playoffs come around, that lack of depth is really going to hurt. And I teams like Columbus, Toronto, Orlando, and Philly are going to kind of have their way with a really thin NYCFC side. And being in that fifth position, I'm not. I, I really don't know how the playoff structure is going to be laid out. So you really think to yourselves, are they even going to get a home game? You know, it's probably going to be single game elimination. So there's a solid chance that they don't see, you know, Yankee Stadium outside of their remaining regular season fixtures. So I think if they have enough to get to the playoffs, but I really don't see them getting far in those they look great against inter miami but inter miami's also a side that they're having a lot of struggles themselves and it's kind of like a gimme win when you play against inter miami and i'm sorry for saying that out loud luis robles i still love you <laughs> i mean hey, it's take- heartbreaking to watch luis robles in that situation yeah I'm uh, taking a look at the NYC schedule, like some of the past games and some of the upcoming ones. And, you know, so they beat a lot of the times they beat the teams they're supposed to. They beat Miami. They beat Cincinnati. You know, they beat Chicago. So the teams I expect them to beat, they beat. But then I see them. uh, They did beat Columbus one nothing. But then I see them lose to Portland. They tied New England. They lost to Toronto. uh, They tied D.C. I'm not ready to put them up there with those other teams because you can't tie DC. You know, you have to beat DC. Right. I would give them credit on beating Columbus, but I remember in that episode, we did a lot of talking about that game and that was not really a game to judge NYC for winning. What happened in that game again? Cause I wasn't able to watch that one. So I'm, my memory is fuzzy. Would you like Columbus. to do the ranting, Matt? Columbus lost. Rant- Columbus lost. That was more when you okay. were watching that game. Columbus more lost that game than NYCFC ended up winning it. And if I'm again, there was a red card that wasn't a red card, was nowhere near a red card. And you, we we went into ultra ultra aggressive rant in the middle of an episode when that happened. <laughs> so there was a huge line split between the room on was that the correct call or if it was not the correct. Oh. Uh, so. I remember that rant now. I remember that. Mm. Right. Damn, Jesse's Jesse's that's our a, guy. Let me say that's the downside of me working for the post office because I do like six days a week on average. So sometimes my brain is basically just mashed potatoes. So I'll watch something or go like, oh, yeah, this was a game and I completely forget. And then I'm like, wait, what happened? So it's been Please. tough to keep up. Yeah, I don't up even remember what games. happened yesterday, bro. Yeah, I know. Friendly reminder What's for all name? of our listeners to thank your local post man or woman. They're doing God's mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're at the end of the episode, which means we're at my favorite part of it, where we got to all sit in a circle and complain about the things in our lives that really aggravate us to like the point of jumping off minute. of our local bridge. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. I think I have mine this week. Are you telling me that fucker went to Utah without phoning in a farmer's market minute? Oh yeah, of course he did. Why? Why would you? Why, yeah. Why? Okay, so Kyle. That's what's sw- pissing me off this week. Trey out, Kevin in. Let's do this. Okay, you got it. Oh. Trey's the new Chris Armas. Trey out. I'm a parasite. I'm slowly taking over. Yeah, wait until I'm he takes it. my job. Can't wait. Alex, what is uh, what what what's aggravating you this week, sir? Well, right now I don't know if you guys can hear it, but my rabbit is currently chewing on the metal frame under my bed little bastard 
that's not what's pissing me off. Actually, this week I'm pretty. I'm gonna change it up. I'm I'm actually happy about something. Uh, I found out that Honda, after 2021, will no longer be providing Red Bull their power unit, their motor for the F1 series. I've never actually liked their partnership. Uh, I felt like it was a lot of problems with their motors this year, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, I think Verstappen's had like three or four faults where. He got like halfway around lap one and the motor died. Like something happened, power supply issues. Um, and they just haven't been performing as well as they should have with that motor. So after next year, it is done. And hopefully we'll get some European made motor, I guess. We'll I see. can't wait to put, I can't, I can't help but put the Joe Buck voice in this and be like, so to finish that race, they're probably <laughs> going to need an engine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kevin, our guest, what is pissing you off this week? Uh, am I allowed to be a little political, or do we want to avoid? You can do whatever any you want. Political things. Yeah, I was gonna say you can right. do whatever you want, okay. but friendly reminder it's that post pissing you off. does not affiliate itself with any political standpoint whatsoever. All politics are stupid. The lizard people are taking over. Mm-hmm. These are Go my on. personal views only. Uh, so last weekend, me and my girlfriend went to Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, and it was great. Uh, but I couldn't help but notice uh, a lot of people not really distancing, which it's a theme park. So I guess what can you do? But people purposely not wearing masks. And then a few days ago, we went to a farm in the Bridgewater uh, in somewhere in New Jersey and uh, a whole lot of people not wearing masks. And it made me realize going to that trip brought a sense of normalcy. Like, oh, yeah, this is what like we used to do like a year ago. And if we all want to go back to that, just just wear the stupid mask. Just like just do it. Nobody wants to wear them. Just do it. And then when you see the president get sick and he left the hospital, he returned to the White House. And I was watching a video as Alex was talking. Uh, he walks up the steps to the front of the White House takes off his mask and you can see him visibly gasping for air. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> he should not be back at the white house. He should be in the hospital. And I'm like, people want to ignore those facts. They're going to ignore those facts. It's going to be all about, look, he's fine. The, the only way we're going to get over this is we need like from the federal government from the top down, lock down the whole country for like a month. It's a federal thing, not a state by state basis. The, the federal government has to get involved and say, this is happening. You have no say. Let's do this. That's the you only way we're going to stop it. Run. Let's do this. Just, just nuke it all. Let's just we've end it all. Good run. It, 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 just end it. See, you guys are all complaining about 2020, but 2021 is like, y'all, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. No, but the lizard no. people are ready to come up like, let's do this. Yo, these the guys lizard are not- people are probably like, the lizard people are like, nah, I don't want to get sick. Screw that. I'm staying down here. Just a friendly reminder to all listeners that the Pentagon released footage of a UFO and no one freaked out about it because 2020, this is just the normal. Also, a friendly reminder, all politics are stupid. I don't care what your opinions are. Yeah. Now what's getting into what's pissing me off this week, and I'm going to make it short, simple, and to the point. It's my fantasy pick selection style. Uh... My fantasy Premier League team, I believe I'm in just in my league. I'm the one who runs my league and I'm in last place. Super fun. That's because every single that's because every single time I make a switch or I put someone to the bench, that person just got decides to score two goals and get an assist. While the person I put them in for 
Oh, he played for 40 minutes and then got subbed off. So, yeah, one point. Good job, Matt. Um, I'm absolutely frustrated to the point where I want to put my phone in the wall. And that's what's pissing me off this week. Um, yeah, I think we're done here. So, quick little rundown with everything that's going on right now. Oh, Make rude. sure to give us a follow on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And let's not forget, we are also on YouTube and we're going to start doing live videos real soon. So you're going to want to, you know, hit the subscribe button if you already haven't. As mm -hmm. well, Alex, we're on this thing called Discord, right? Yes. What's a Discord? So we're on Discord. A Discord, Discord is a, it's a place where people go and shit talk each other. So make and, sure to join us right. and soccer stuff. So make sure to reach out <laughs> Sorry, to us. Man. We will give you the link for our Discord so that you are able to join in on that conversation. We talk about everything from soccer to the weather to is if Kyle's wearing a shirt. That's a that's an easy answer, but you can ask it, it anyway. I don't care. It's no. Sometimes no. we talk about Matt's testicles. It's rare, but it happens. It. Hey, That's you know true. what? That's These are true. conversations that you're going to want to be a part of. And let's not forget, boys and girls, we are now on Patreon. Patreon, where you can be able to see everything behind the scenes. We're continuing to add new stuff every single day. But unfortunately, you're not seeing it if you're not a part of the Patreon. Guys, $5 a month. You can't beat it. A lot of exclusive stuff. And let's not forget... It's pumpkin spice season, and you're all out there getting pumpkin spice lattes. That shit's more than $5. So if for one pumpkin mm -hmm. spice latte, you can help Kyle put on a shirt. Stop being as big of a Han Solo as Matt for, like, five minutes. <laughs> I hate all of you. I really do. You're all you're all jealous of my own. I hate myself, too. And, guys, let's not forget, on your social media platform, or I'm sorry, on your podcasting platform whatever device you listen to us whether it's spotify instagram apple doesn't matter give us a five-star review those five-star reviews are massively important and we greatly greatly appreciate it that gives us love but guys wow. um that's the end of the episode anything you guys want to say i got something small actually go ahead so uh since i listen to every episode because i work outside all day uh would it make me weird to listen to an episode where i'm listening to myself talk no, like, does that, is that do you refrain from touching your private parts? I'm going to say no. I mean, if it turns gotcha. you on, it turns you on. Do what you got to do. <laughs> In the middle of work when I'm surrounded by people. <laughs> Absolutely. That doesn't, just, oh. that doesn't, st that oh, doesn't yeah. stop Kyle on a normal Wednesday. Why is Watch the mailman on the front lawn screaming while do he's you know, masturbating? Real quick. Uh, I'll talk to my friends on Discord and we have a interesting sense of humor. Kyle, you can attest for that. And... Uh, I make that joke so many times. I'm like, you know, there's probably a kid in the window going like, Mom, the mailman's doing that thing again. <laughs> He's being weird. <laughs> I'm just waiting. Like, down his pants again. <laughs> but before we... I cannot confirm or deny. Kevin, really quick, before we go, yeah. where can they find you? I am on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. You can just go on facebook.com slash... Geek Legion Network, and then you will see all the stuff on there. And then you can just go on Instagram and look up individual things like my Let's Plays and BKN. Uh, BKN's also on YouTube, and I'm hoping that comes back soon because we have so much crap to talk about. It's not even funny. Oh, baby. Awesome, awesome, awesome. The, so, the show's guys, not funny. So, guys, as always, my name is Matt. With me, our guest, Kevin. 
Alex, and Kyle. Mm-hmm. This has been another episode of Posting Points, guys. Episode 37. Woo-hoo-hoo, man. We are moving along. The MLS season's moving along. Guys, it's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Say bye to the pretty people. Bye. Bye. Die. Eh. So, hey, not without me. Because <laughs> I want to die every week, but I can't. <laughs>